Hello, uh, a couple quick notes about this. Uh, Kiki's audio gets better at about six and a half minutes in because before that we didn't realize Kiki was on the wrong mic. Also, I had to remove a large tangent um, that really wasn't adding anything to the episode, uh, but it is much funnier if you don't know the context. Uh, with, and then we just kind of come in on a non sequitur. Um, besides that, content warnings, uh, we talked about urine and poop. And uh, just the general Metal Gear Solid content warnings. Otherwise, I hope you have a great day. Bye. Hi, everyone. It's time for another podcast episode. Aren't you just, I'm sure, brilliantly happy? I don't know where I'm going with this. Hooray! Uh, I have with me two guests today, if you would like to introduce yourselves. I'm Kiki, joining you on this very normal day. Yes. There isn't tons of smoke in the air at all from wildfires where we live. And I'm Zoe, visiting Kiki. Invited onto this podcast out of nowhere. Hooray! Surprise guest! Hooray! So surprising, it was a surprise to you too. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Shock guest. Ha ha ha. That is a belly laugh, except it did not come from my belly. Uh, come on, put some it... diaphragm into it. Ha ha! We're getting some uh, like villain, villain in anime vibes. Nami? Anyways, we're going to talk about Metal Gear Solid in theory, though we'll probably get distracted because that's just kind of how this works. Uh, last we left off, uh, Snake had just beat uh, Psycho Manus, and that's in one of the cooler uh, boss fights in the game because it Do fucks you with you. Know about this part, Zoe? I, I feel like if you're going to know about any part from Metal Gear, it's the part where uh, Psycho Manus fucks with your game and breaks the fourth wall. Right, he like reads your memory card, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I've I think I've read about that before. And then he mocks you for your poor choice, poor taste in video games. Ah, I heard you like Konami games. Uh, in the Twin Snakes version, he vibrates your controller, uh. which is fun because Snake Snake also breaks the fourth wall by uh, telling you to put your controller on the ground. Interesting. And is this the one where you can plug your controller into the second player slot and then mess with the mind control? Yes, you have to. Um, You have to. Because he'll read your inputs, but if you put it into the second controller slot, he can't read your inputs anymore. Ah, of course. There's a lot of super cool shit that they did in Metal Gear Solid. You you do know the first thing about Metal Gear Solid. I guess so. (laughs) You probably also know about Otacon's introduction, because that one's also pretty famous. Uh, does he piss his pants? <laughs> he pisses himself! <laughs> I've, I've picked up... My Japanese animes. <laughs> I've picked up a few things from cultural osmosis. Mm-hmm. But, uh... 
After you defeat Psycho Manus, after you take off his uh, face mask and he tells you that he hates everyone because everyone's so horny all the time. Uh, uh, it's like me in high school. I, I hope you didn't <laughs> start lighting people on fire with your mind. Which is uh, I, I wish I could have. Actually, no, there's a couple of people. Uh, if I could have, I would have lit on fire with my mind. Uh, it, it turns out in high school, a lot of the jocks were assholes. Not like assholes in the way that jocks are uh, depicted in movies for the most part, but just not very good at applying peer pressure to people in ways that I do not appreciate, but I don't want to get into it more because it's sad. Um, yeah, save so you it for MGS2. God, yeah. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 2. Or Metal Gear Solid. We still got to do this one. So you beat Psycho Manus. Uh, you and uh... fuck. What's her name? Meryl. Meryl. Thank you. Uh, you and Meryl run outside. Uh, there's more dogs slash wolves. Um, and then you reach. Uh, you have to get to the next building, and you get to the next building, and there is just. A long, narrow walkway you have to go on. Oh, is this the part where Meryl gets fucking shot? This is the part where you're talking to Meryl, and then you're like, Hey, Meryl, there's this weird red dot on you. Oh, fuck. Oh, Christ. Uh, and then Sniper Wolf uh, shoots Meryl, and Snake dodges into cover, and Meryl's stuck there, and she's like, Well, this sucks. Um, you can't rescue me. She shot me in a spot where it won't kill me. It just really hurts, and I can't move. But if you come out to try to rescue me, she's just going to kill you, so you have to leave me. And Snake goes, no, I don't want to leave you. And then everyone else goes, Snake, you have to leave her and go get your own sniper rifle. And then you can shoot Sniper Wolf, because sniping, trying to out-snipe the world's best sniper can't possibly go wrong. But yeah, and then you, you have to backtrack a little. You have to backtrack a little without being told where to go. You just kind of have to be like, well, I have a new key card to get through new doors, so I have to try to remember where there were doors I couldn't go through before. Uh, uh, that's, that's classic early 3D's game design. When snakes, eventually someone tells you where to go. There, um, there's really only two directions, though. You kind of just go forward or backward. Well, yeah, but you have to head backward. And then Metal Gear Solid, actually all the Metal Gears, were kind of pseudo-open world in which, like, you couldn't go anywhere. I guess they were more like Metroidvanias. Yeah, it's kind of it's Metroidvania, especially yeah. the, uh, the early ones. Just like yeah. of, well, there, there is a little equipment gaining. Shit like the Nikitas and Gas Mask. Mm-hmm. I, I, I figured there was some optional backtracking because I remembered a keycard door in an early part of the level. I back, backtracked like all the way back past like the first Vulcan Raven fight. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, cool. I wonder what's stashed back here. It's just some ammo. <laughs> it's nothing worth backtracking for. Yeah, I bet on the harder difficulties where ammo is really hard to get. I bet that's nice, but. That's a that's a good point. I, I seem to recall when you uh, when you go to get the sniper rifle, you also have the option of track tracking down some pentasmin. Mm -hmm. uh, so you have to take uh, 
Oh fuck! What is Pentasmin? It's a it's a benzo. Right, it's a benzo. So you have to take drugs so that your uh, aim doesn't waver. And then also, I think this is also the part where you can backtrack and get the body armor, which is really handy in certain boss fights. You backtrack, you get the sniper rifle. You head back, everyone's gone. Uh, Meryl, where Meryl was laying, there's now just a big blood puddle. Um, I think the wolves are gone too. Uh, so you run inside the building. Uh, Otacon shows up because Otacon reveals he has an invisibility machine, which makes him invisible. Yeah, he, he, he beat the game on hard. He got the stealth camo. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not on hard. You have to beat the game and get the Otacon ending to get the self camo. Oh, is that all? You don't have to get like a special ranking or whatever? Nope, I don't think so. Uh, and then you get the infinite ammo bandana by doing the Meryl ending. Because she takes off her bandana and gives it to Snake. Which gets a okay. really weird reference in Metal Gear Solid 2. Yeah, but if, if saving Otacon is the canon ending, how does Stink still get the infinite ammo headband? Uh, the canon ending is you save Meryl, but Otacon didn't die. Because oh, okay. you don't... Because it's implied he died, but he there is no like guarantee that he died, kind of. So what, they, they just met up later, they were like both in the Walmart, they locked eyes, they're like, do you think love can... Can blossom. Oh, like I mean, that, that battlefield. I I mean, Otacon still had his Kodak frequency. Oh, I guess you could just call him. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can remove that shit. I think it's just implanted in him now. Which I wonder if he ever got like drunk calls from Colonel Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> you up? <laughs> hey, make me a Metal Gear Snake. I miss my wife! <laughs> and my brother's wife! Wait, was Campbell married? I feel like he was married. Oh, we haven't talked about it. Meryl is uh, Colonel Campbell's niece, quote-unquote. Uh, but if you let Meryl die, because spoiler, Meryl can die, um, it's revealed that uh, Meryl is actually his daughter because he had an affair with Meryl's mom. Uh, yes, of course. As you do. As one does. Um, Campbell sucks. Metal Gear Solid 4, he ends up with, uh, with Raiden's girlfriend who is, like, less than half his age. It's gross. Jeez. Fun! He's a gross old man. Just normal things. Spoilers, there's there is a little something more to it than just him being a gross old man, but it's mainly he's just a gross old man. Mainly just gross. Um Yeah, so you get in the building, uh Yeah, Otacon, you have to go to the top of the building for some reason, I can't remember, it's not important. Uh yet the fight, a hind D helicopter. Hind D. Which uh uh, naked snake named because he was making fun of it having a butt. Is that actually why? Yep. Metal, Metal Gear Solid <laughs> 3, he names Hindies. <laughs> or no, it might be 
It might be Peace Walker where he names the hind bees. One of the two. You have to fight it. It's being piloted by Liquid Snake. This is the first time you see Liquid Snake. Um, he yells brother at you a bunch. Uh, in Twin Snakes, you do a backflip over a missile while it makes a jet noise. Ah, so you shoot you shoot down the helicopter. Uh, Liquid Snake is like, fuck you, brother, as it crashes. Uh, if you call Miller around now, Miller looks all disheveled. As if he just survived a helicopter crash. Which is impossible. I mean, if a helicopter crashes, you're not surviving. Helicopters are flying, rotating death machines. It is kind of just like a room with swords on top of it. Mm-hmm. And high explosives in, in the tank. Mm-hmm. They're very flimsy. Honestly, the most unbelievable thing about the Metal Gear Solid games, as far as I, I understand, I'm not like a helicopter nut, um, is the fact that you have to shoot them multiple times with rockets. My understanding is that if a rocket hits a helicopter, it's not it's not staying in the air. That's my understanding as well. That'd be a little anticlimactic boss fight. It's a quick draw. Well, I mean, you also can't survive a rocket to the face. He'll oh, yeah, just backflip over it. And we go. So you beat it. You're like, okay, this is really cool. Or uh, sorry, Otacon's like, holy shit, you're really cool. And Snake's like, this is nothing. I'm used to blowing up helicopters. This is legitimately not the first time I've had to do this. Uh, you get into an elevator, and as the elevator goes down, the weight sensor trips, and you're like, what? Is this the Akira elevator? No, this is not the Akira elevator. It's a freight Oh, yeah, elevator. yeah, yeah. I, I recall, I recall. Is this, is this one where you have to fight the... Invisible guys. Stealth camo yeah. guys? Yeah. Yeah, so what happens is you talk to Otacon, you're like, hey, Otacon, how many stealth camos are there? And he's just like, oh, I think there's... six? Because I have one, and the robot ninja has one. I'm not sure where the other four are. And then the answer is, the other four are on the four other guys who are on the uh, elevator with you who then start shooting you. Uh, which is bad luck. Yeah. Which is actually a reference to Metal Gear 2, where the same thing happens. Um, it also happens in Snake's Revenge, except in that one, they're football players. So you kill all of them, you get off, Otagon continues to fangirl over you. Uh, you get a key card from one of them. And then, uh, throughout this, there's been a plot happening with Campbell, who's talking about, like, hey, we, we have a time limit. If we don't do this fast enough, they're going to just drop lots of bombs and kill everyone and just kind of erase this because they've been covering up the whole incident so far. Sure. When you say they, you mean the government is just going to yes. nuke? Yeah, they're not going to nuke because nukes are really hard to cover up. They're just going to carpet bomb. Which surely won't set off the nukes that they have. Uh, and then it is later turned out that the plan was always to destroy everything because they are trying to hide the fact that they were building a Metal Gear, which is, in theory, outlawed by Geneva Convention. Kind of. Kind of? 
I, I mean, I don't think it was ever like ex not Geneva Convention, uh, nuclear arms treaties. I don't think it's ever like explicitly named as you can't make one of these, but it's very much a okay. You you created a new weapons platform so that you could launch this with no way of people knowing you could retaliate. That's clearly against the spirit of these rules. Please, please don't make a Metal Gear. I know it's really fucking sick, but please don't. I mean, none of them are as cool as fucking Solihanthropus. Or, well, no. No, there's some Metal Gears which kick ass, but those don't come for a while. Actually, no. You know what? Rex, Rex is pretty cool. It roars like a dinosaur. Uh, is Rex the, the the Metal Gear in 2? 1. You're thinking 1, okay, Ray. yes. And then Ray in 2, I see. Yeah. And then in 4, there's... uh, Well, no, 2 also has a couple other Metal Gears. Uh, it has Arsenal and... No, it's just Arsenal in 2. Uh-huh. Oh, Ray and Arsenal. And then it shows up again in 4 in the, the fucking most amazing cutscene. I love the cutscene in 4. But we'll get to that in a while. A long while. I swear. Goal is we finish this whole Metal Gear thing by the end of the year. We've got three oh, we still have to get through four, so. <laughs> well, after four is just Revengeance. Uh-huh. And very briefly survive. So we're getting there. We're close. I mean, we're, we're not close, but we're getting there. Yes. Uh, so you defeat all the guys, you get the key card, you head on some more. You, next comes your second fight with, uh, or no, you get ambushed by her first. Yeah, so I think this is the part where you get kidnapped. Uh, so you go yeah, through yeah, the forest. You, you shoot, I, th I think you take down uh, Sniper Wolf, and then when you're advancing forward, you get ambushed. No, okay, so I forgot, you fight Sniper Wolf twice. This is the first fight yeah, yeah, with Sniper yeah. Wolf. And in the oh. in the corridor, and then you fight her. You kill her in the open area. Yeah. So yeah, you you get into a sniping duel with sniper wolf. You beat her kind of, and then when you're advancing forward, oh wait, no, you didn't beat her, and you get kidnapped, uh, or I guess captured. Uh, in Twin Snakes, uh, instead of just getting captured, a guard uh, walks up behind you and smacks Snake in the back of the head. And he turns around and glares at the uh, guard and then passes out. Because waka waka comedy. What a legend. Gotta, gotta throw some shade before he loses consciousness. Mm -hmm. Snake's got his priorities straight, clearly. And now you get to play the withstanding torture mini game. Yeah, that's in every Metal Gear game. Metal Yay. Gear Solid game. That Is it in three? Fun. I think it's in three. Yeah. Yeah. What's weird is they're all different. In one, you get uh, you're strapped into like an electric chair, and Revolver Ocelot is there, and this is where it's revealed that a Revolver, Revolver Ocelot has a torture fetish. That's gross. Uh, in Twin Snakes, he tries to do his flippy shit with his revolvers with his left hand, and he can't do it, and he drops the gun because Waka Waka comedy. Because he doesn't have one of those. Because he only has one hand now. Or arm? Yeah, he gets his arm cut off, not his hand. Yeah, like up to the forearm. Do you think when he replaced his arm, they had to cut off more of his arm? Actually, more I... of his arm? 
Yeah, like I'm trying to remember, did he get it severed like right at the elbow? Because if he got it severed anywhere after the elbow, I think they would have to amputate up to the elbow to attach a new arm, right? No, they could just keep the elbow and then it has the normal bending ability. Right. Uh, and they just attach it on the end and I'm pretty sure you can still hook up all the electrodes to the nerves that just sort of end at the severance point. Okay. Yeah, okay, but but how did Liquid Soul get in there? Uh, that's that's not in any of the Wikipedia articles I've read <laughs> about artificial limbs. Okay, do do you want to know the real secret about how uh, Liquid Snake's soul got into his arm? Yes, because I don't know. Nanomachines. Oh, of course it was nanomachines. And then... Oh. Ocelot defeated his soul... So that he had complete control of his body again. But he he needed to pretend to continue to be Liquid Ocelot. So he self-hypnotized himself into thinking he was still under the control of Liquid Snake. Yeah, I'm, wow. I'm pretty sure that's how hypnosis and souls and animachines work. That makes sense. Yeah. The mix-up. You gotta mix yourself. Yep. Not which even is I know what I'm gonna do. Which is referenced again in Metal Gear Solid 5 when he self-hypnotizes himself into forgetting that Venom Snake isn't Big Boss. God, Metal Gear is stupid silly. I love it. Mothers do come up in Metal Gear Solid 4 surprisingly often. There's even a character named Big Mama. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, the torture scene, you are told hey, if you don't, uh, we're, we're gonna play a game. If you can withstand my torture, Meryl doesn't die. But at any point, you can call Uncle, and I'll stop torturing you, but then I'll torture Meryl to death. Your call, Snake. And then he starts torturing you, by which I mean he flips a switch and your, uh, and your, like, chair bed thing you're laying in gets electrified, and Snake goes, <laughs> as you mash X. crazy. Um, also, if you pass out from torturing, he uh, he counts that as you giving up. So you have to not pass out. Don't lose the torture mini game if you want the Meryl ending, mm-hmm. or lose it if you want the Otacon ending. Uh, and then you wake up in a uh, in your cell, and there's actually a lot of really cool ways you can uh, escape. Yeah, yeah, this is Metal Gear Solid being an emergent sim for like one room. So immersive sim, sorry. Yeah. So what you can do is you can crawl under the bed and then Johnny the guard will be confused about where you are and he'll come in and then you can like crawl out from under the bed and beat him up. Uh, You can just keep knocking on the door and then he comes in to shut you up and then you can knock him out. Uh, You can call Otacon who will deliver um, a meal to you with his Uh magic camo. And in that meal, it's some ketchup. So you can throw the ketchup bottle on the ground or you can dump the ketchup out uh, and then lay on top of it. And then Johnny thinks that you're bleeding out somehow and he'll come in and then you can beat the shit out of him. And then I think if you take too long, eventually Otacon, uh, Johnny will have diarrhea and run off and uh, Otacon will just open the, the door and you can escape. It's really not Johnny's day. No, Johnny's day in this game starts with Meryl beating him up and stealing his clothes. 
<laughs> That's rough, funny. Yeah. Who blurred himself? Poor Johnny. And then, and then they, they get, get married? married? And then they end up getting married! <laughs> Johnny and Snake? No, Johnny and Meryl. Because yeah. uh, it's revealed in Metal Gear Solid 4, he, at one point he takes off his mask and oh fuck, he's hot. Of course. Um, is that, that's like the, the Metal Gear version of Hot Girls Have IBS. What? Have you not seen this? There's like a billboard. It says hot girls have IBS. I've never seen that. <laughs> I've, I've met hot girls with IBS. I, I don't think I've seen the billboard, though. Yes, I believe I've also met hot girls who suffer from IBS. I've lost my train of thought. Oh, right, you escape. Um, so uh, you escape, you go find your... Uh, your gear. There was a part before the torture where you talked to uh, uh, Liquid and Liquid just uh, monologues at you about plot. Um, and he's trying to figure out where a certain key card is because they need a, a key card to launch a nuke. Um, or sorry, they have a key card to launch a nuke, but they're looking for the second one which could be used to disable it, so they're trying to find it so that you can't disable launching the nuke. Uh, also, you see that there's some friction between Foxhound. It really looks like s some members don't want to be doing this, but they're kind of in it too far at this point. Uh, so you escape, you get your gear. Um, at this point, you may or may not notice that uh, Ocelot snuck a bomb into your gear. Uh, which starts counting down, and then if it gets real low and you haven't found it yet, you get a call from Deep Throat, who's like, Snake, there's a bomb! A bomb? Um, and then you have to select the bomb, and you chuck it out, and it explodes. And then if you don't do it, it will explode and kill you. Nice. Which is really, I like it. It's cute. And I think this is the part where you have to fight Sniper Wolf. Um, beforehand, you learn that Otacon has a crush on Sniper Wolf and thinks that she loves him. Uh, but she makes it very clear that she does not. But she does love Snake, because Snake looks like a uh, big boss. What a strange coincidence. And she looks... And she was in love big, but with Big Boss, because in her backstory, you learn that she was recruited by Big Boss when she was fairly young. I believe she was fighting in Algiers. No, that was... No, that's the person from Revengeance. She was fighting in some war in Africa. Big Boss recruited a lot of child soldiers yep. fighting wars in Africa. It's kind of his thing. Yeah. Interesting. Poor Jack. And Frankie Yeager. Recruited Frankie Yeager. He was named Frank Yeager because he's really good at killing French people. <laughs> so you fight Sniper Wolf. It's a really hard fight unless you use Nikita's because then you can just hide behind a rock and launch Nikita missiles repeatedly into Sniper Wolf. For real? Is that an intended method? 
No, I don't think it is. A little bit of an exploit. Yeah, it's. I think it's supposed to be like, kind of like the fight against um the end was a re- was an homage to this fight uh, where you're where you're supposed to run from uh like hiding point to hiding point and then looking for the glint off her scope and then you shoot her and then she runs away and then you run away. Uh the fight against quiet's also an homage except the fight against quiet's a bit is much much more open. Because in here you're fighting like in a wooded area, so you can hide behind trees. Yeah, I, I recall the Sniper Wolf Arena being one of the one of the more open areas of the game. Mm-hmm. That's a cool fight. Uh, you fight her, you end up killing her. She gives her sob story. Otacon shows up, is like, "Snake, why'd you have to kill her?" And you're like, "Cause, cause she was shooting me." And he's like, "Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that's that's fair." Uh, he does say something about why does everyone he love have to die? Um, and you learn that his dad... I think you learned that his dad uh, died when he was uh, a teen. But yeah, I don't think you get the full story till 2. Yeah, when we get some more Otacon tra- tragedies. God, dude, there's so many goddamn Otacon tragedies in 2. Hilarious. He's uh, he's suffering for the sins of the father. Whoa! Right. That sins of the father is the name of the Metal Gear Solid Five uh, theme, which is why I made that noise because that's the memorable part of the theme, which is yeah. when the lady goes, "Whoa ho!" She she really did. She really do. Wow. Um. T so you kill her, Otacon's like, ah, oh, that sucks. And you're like, yeah, that sucks. He uh, killed my crush. I hate him when that happens. Um, And then you run into the nuclear building where the nukes are being stored. And Otacon goes, Snake, you have to change discs now. And Snake's like, what? And he goes, yeah, you have to change discs. <laughs> there's like... There's too much jam-packed action to last... Uh, the storm, just one disc. And then he tells you how to swap discs, and then you do. And then you get to do the next fight stuff, and it's fun. But we're going to call this episode here. Uh, so, yeah. li- listeners at home, uh, I know you're listening to this on CD. You burn every episode to a CD. Uh-huh. So go ahead and change, change out your discs now. God, how many... CDs would you need to fit my podcast on it? Is it a data CD or a music CD? Ooh, I think you'd need. Well, it depends on how they're listening to it. Seven hundred megabytes, right? Oh, such a shit. Let's get crunchy. Oh, still have to use data CDs at my at my job. It's the only way we can get data onto classified computers. Really? Still yep. using CD, CDRs? I was still they use Fluffy for a very long time. But mm-hmm. thankfully so not this is an advancement. <laughs> uh, US nuclear codes were stored on floppies until very recently. Um, and the reasoning behind it is there is no way to hack a uh, floppy drive. No way so that anyone remembers. Yeah. <laughs> So it, it it just 
that w- they didn't need the codes aren't that long. They can fit on a floppy disk. Why would they want to upgrade when it's the most secure option available? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's uh, that's how the military works. I can tell you that. However, the nuclear codes for a while were zero 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 zero, and then they were changed to one two three four. Well, I mean, <laughs> no. It'd be really bad if someone forgot them, so you can't make them too obscure. Mm-hmm. I really like the idea that the nuclear codes should be surgically implanted in a person <laughs> that, that uh, yeah, that has to hang out around the president. So that if the president ever wants to launch a nuke, they have to kill a person with their bare hands. Uh, and then people were afraid because, like, if, if you're going to launch nukes, you're going to kill millions of people. You, but you'll never see it. If you're going to do this, you need to kill someone. Uh, but then chiefs of staff were like, "Oh wait, no. What if the president hesitates and can't do it?" That's the point. That's the point. <laughs> Except that would require U.S. presidents to have like a soul. Jimmy and Carter probably had a soul. I don't okay, know about Jim- any of the others. Okay, Jimmy Carter's probably the closest we've had to like <laughs> a decent president person being president. Wow, necessary tangents. Pro US government podcast. No, we are not a pro US <laughs> government podcast. Pro Jimmy Carter, anti everyone else. <laughs> he could run in twenty twenty four. It wouldn't be illegal. I like that episode of King of the Hill where uh, Bobby thinks Jimmy Carter is Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't remember that one, but that sounds about right. He builds homes. He's a carpenter. His initials are JC. What more do you want? I didn't see the episode either. I'm legitimately <sighs> trying to figure out if there is anything that he did. There was the Jimmy Carter rabbit incident. I do remember that one. Uh, rabbit? Rabbit, like okay. a bunny. He got attacked by a bunny. <laughs> but in his in his defense, it was a big bunny. Oh my god. Um, he did, however, support the uh. He did support Iraq during the Iran Iraq War. I don't know enough about that. It's complicated. I'm sure. We're we're getting there. Oh, does that appear in a Metal Gear Solid game? It it, kind of ties into four. Uh, Oh, Iraqi Run War? I'm trying to remember where it pops up in four. Oh, yeah. Start the game in a generic Middle East conflict. Yeah, and it might come up when talking about PMCs. Uh. Um... Maybe do some research into it. Anyways, end of the episode. Do either of you have anything you want to add? I think I got it all in there. Um, for some reason, I'm I'm thinking about this uh, novelty hitch. This Italian like disco song called Papaya, which is just like a singer with a really amazing voice singing nonsense words. I have a minor fascination with like hits that are just like complete nonsense. Shit like the catch up song. 
the ketchup song? Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> it's too much context to go over here. But it's it's a plagiarized version of Rapper's Delight by the three daughters of a, a famous Spanish singer uh, who is known as um, Tomato. Um, La Tomate. So his daughters are Las Ketchup. I see. Uh, listen to Papaya. It's pretty good. Uh, if I can, if I can remember, I'll put it in the show notes. Anyways, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, I hope you all have an extremely good day. Um, something related to Metal Gear.